in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent. And we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. Now, when you come in to visit by calling 513-575-9654, our sound money process goes something like this. There's no meter running. Leave your wallet, purse, checkbook at home. We'll meet on a complimentary basis as many times as necessary to fully analyze your situation and complete a personalized income plan for you. And for your convenience, we do have multiple locations. We've even been known to go to your home uh, if you're not mobile. But Milford's our home office on the east side. Love to see you there. Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the pond in Florence, Kentucky. And guess what? You're going to meet one or all three of the guys, Greg, Barry, or James, that you listen to over the weeks, months, and sometimes years before you pick up the phone, you're going to meet one or all three of us. Hey, we can help you with that 403B, 401K, some kind of company plan. We can help you roll that out into uh, either a traditional IRA or maybe a Roth, if that's what it is. Take control of it. Invest it how you want to invest it. We can help you. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. Hey, visit our website brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email us, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us a message. We'll answer every single one. Studio, you can call right now for the next hour, 513-749-5500. That's pound 550 on the AT&T wireless. Mr. Borth, what's going on today? Well, since we are still in football season, we're going to have a football-themed topic, how to prepare for your retirement red zone. Go Bengals. Yes, who day? Now, Again, using the Bengals as the analogy here is that you've reached the final stretch of a big task, which is to say you've gotten into the red zone, which can be a great feeling, right? But now this is when it really matters as far as your success versus your failure. So in football, you've reached the red zone. You're inside the 20-yard line. And, of course, everyone's goal is to score a touchdown. But keep in mind that sometimes all you really need to succeed is just to kick a field goal. The worst thing that can happen is for you to turn the ball over, you know, or lose 20, 30, 40% of your retirement nest egg, going back to the analogy of retirement here for just a moment. So the failure of reaching the red zone and not scoring at all is what we're trying to avoid. So the success, whether you have a degree of success, enough of a success, or great success in your investing, in your retirement, in your income planning. That's what we're trying to accomplish is how to succeed once you've reached the red zone. Succeed on purpose. Yes, succeed on purpose. So the analogy, again, is that in retirement planning, the red zone is you're five to ten years away from retirement. Or, you know, whatever your age happens to be as far as we hear some people retiring early, versus on time. Traditionally, we think of the 65 mark as when people tend to retire. Reasons for that mostly are just centered around health insurance 
At age 65, most people become eligible for Medicare, and they no longer need the employer-based health insurance coverage. They can transition right from that to Medicare. Well, a lot of our younger clients, say under 30, they see 55 as the light at the end of the tunnel. Which is if you great. Can do it. If, if your situation, if you can afford to retire, fantastic. However, when you say, well, can I afford, can we afford to retire, there's many factors that go into that. And one of those is what do you do for health insurance coverage? What does it cost? What are your benefits? What are the features if you're out there on the marketplace or just looking for insurance that's not Medicare? Plus, plus do you have enough money if you're 55 to live another 30 years and, and pay for your retirement? Yes. So once again, when we say sometimes just kicking a field goal is all you need to win the game, well, when we say are you taking the appropriate amount of risk in your retirement profile as far as your market-based investments, and if you're taking unnecessary risks, that could lead to the turnovers. That could lead to your fumbles, the interceptions, or the turnover on downs, and not succeeding by taking too much risk for the appropriate amount of money you want to have at market or equities risk. That's right. Let's talk about some of the things we're going to discuss today. Ten thought-provoking questions for today's show. Number one, what steps should be taken to prepare for the retirement red zone? Number two, should everyone's approach be similar when they are about 10 years away from retirement? Of course, that's a big fact. No, but we'll go deeper into that. It should be somewhat in line. How do I identify what adjustments I should make as I get closer to retirement? Is there a certain amount of money that should be saved up in order to retire comfortably? What can I do if I'm behind in savings, but I still want to retire within a few years? How might my investments change as I switch from working to being retired, if at all? What type of financial professionals should I be looking for that can help me get through retirement? How can I determine what my risk tolerance is now and that I am am when I get closer to retirement? How much money should I set aside for emergency funds? And finally, number 10, what are some of the ways I can create income in retirement if I don't have a pension most probably don't have a pension. James? Well, just a couple of thoughts. When you say what type of financial advisor should you look for, yeah. let's start with someone who's holistic in their approach. That's right. Someone who can do comprehensive financial planning. And in this case, the financial planning dovetails into the retirement planning. Retirement planning encompasses not only your investments, but also income. So where are you going to be taking the income from when you're in retirement? And not only that, you have Social Security. We help with that. We have Medicare specialists on staff, uh, a tax specialist on staff. We help you with all realms of retirement, and that's important. And at the end of the game, it's the estate planning also that comes that's into right. play, too. So, you know, sometimes on the estate planning, when you say, well, do I need a trust? Well, that's, that's a big fat maybe as far as do you need a trust. For example, there are many assets that you can title appropriately that will do the same thing as what a trust would or should do. That does mean that you don't need a trust. It just means that there's considerations to take into that go beyond just simply how much money do you have versus what are your needs. The needs could be, well, I have family, in-laws, maybe outlaws as well, that I want to make sure that gets the appropriate amount of money from our estate. Well, what's appropriate? What's fair? What's equitable? Is it that everyone gets the same amount or that the ones who are quote-unquote, more deserving, get more money or more stuff, 
sometimes that's a trade-off too, is do you want them to inherit property? Do you want them to inherit cash? Knowing what your beneficiaries want versus what they need sometimes is very important as far as how to set that up, how to do your estate planning. You know, many times when we say, well, do you want to be able to speak from beyond the grave? That's primarily why someone probably would need a trust. And number two would be avoid probate. But, yeah, speaking beyond the grave means you have some children you want to leave your money to, and they might just run through it, and you want to stretch that out. You can speak from the grave in a trust. It's like having control while you're not still with us is, in a way, what the trust does. So, once again, we can help with all of those. They all center around one common word, one common concept, and that is the word planning. So whether it's the investment planning, simply put, you want to have market growth. You're not taking current income from your portfolio, so you want your investments to grow. You want them to actually accumulate in value versus now it's transitioning time to the retirement, and now it's time to start taking income from one, some, or all of these different accounts. Where do you take them from first? What is the appropriate job title or job description for each of the different buckets of money or the different accounts that you might have. And as Barry mentioned before about Social Security maximization, that doesn't necessarily mean wait until age 70, take the biggest possible paycheck. It means what's appropriate for your situation. All those things we can help with. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. We can help with all these different areas of financial and retirement planning holistic yes so after a break we'll get back out to our topic how to prepare for your retirement red zone stay tuned you're listening to the sound money investment show with brown financial advisors here on 55 krc the talk station Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we're an independent investment advisory firm, meaning we're not captive to any mothership. We find what's best for you during the complimentary uh, planning process. We have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So uh, we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. Uh, multiple locations, Melford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. We can help you roll over that company plan. If you're no longer with a company, chances are your money shouldn't be either. Take control of it. Roll it into a traditional IRA for the most part. Maybe you have some Roth money in a 401k. We can help you with that. Otherwise, take control of it and invest it how you want to. Give us a call at 513 513- Five seven five nine six five four. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email. We're going to answer every single one. Team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. James, what's going on? Well, typically when we get closer to the finish line of any type of task or major task at least, you know, when you say the end is in sight, the end is near, whether it be for tax preparation, tax planning, 
whether it be for you are nearing retirement as far as the working years of your life or other types of responsibilities that now you're transitioning to from one phase to the next. So when working, typically we're in the accumulation phase and we have room for, we don't like it, but you have a chance to recover, at least in a much greater fashion, from market losses than if the same thing happens when you're in retirement. Simply put, because you have the renewal source of income when you are still working, okay? Next year, you're going to make some money. You're still working. If you're in retirement, well, gee, I don't have any wage income coming in, so maybe I don't have the same mindset when it comes to investing. This, by the way, is not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a one-age-fits-all. It's not necessarily how everyone should think or act or invest when they've reached a certain age demographic. What we're saying is typically this is what happens. You transition from the accumulation phase to the preservation phase and then to the distribution phase. And in the distribution phase, sometimes when you say, well, how do I take income from my portfolio and still have market growth at the same time? That's the conundrum is you're taking income from an account that you also want to have growth. That does mean that it cannot be done. It just means you need to navigate more carefully when doing those different tasks. Sometimes the best solution might be where you have two separate accounts. One is for growth, one is for income, and they invest in different things in different ways because of the different mantras of what those two accounts are trying to accomplish. So that's really what we're looking at here is how do you accomplish what it is you want to accomplish? In other words, you want to still have market growth, at least to some degree, maybe not in all of your accounts, but you also want to start taking income. Now, one of the best ways to measure how much risk you're comfortable taking is to go to our website and take our color of money risk analysis. Once again, your opinion one day to the next hopefully doesn't change, but we do see this from time to time where when the markets are doing really well, we have clients who want to be quite aggressive in the market. It's called greed. And then the next week when the markets start going backwards, they're like, well, wait a minute. I'm no longer aggressive. I want to be conservative. It's called fear. One, one week to the next, your investing criteria should not be changing quite that much. It's also human nature, though, when we let emotions dictate right. how we think we should invest. So, Barry, what are some of the different ways that we can maybe combat that? Well, you know, whether you're nearing retirement or already in retirement, are you able to withstand 30 40% drop in your portfolio like in 2008? Now, a well-managed portfolio like with us, it shouldn't happen, but you still need to plan properly in retirement just like you do leading into retirement. And our goal is to make sure that you go through the proper steps if you allow us to help you. So we want you to be prepared so you do not have any, quote, unquote, turnovers uh, in your retirement. You know, life throws curveballs, so we can help you along the way, James. So one of the most common mistakes that we see people making is that they're not saving enough for retirement. Now, that could mean different things to different people as far as how much should they be saving for retirement. But, you know, that's really the, the concept of today's show is what are the different steps to take to maybe overcome some of these mistakes. So, Barry, start us off with the not saving enough for retirement. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you not saving enough for retirement? And uh, today's retirement is quite different than 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, 
why is that? Well, today we are living in a society where pensions are pretty much a thing of the past. 401ks, company plans are becoming the primary source, and a lot of companies aren't matching like they used to. These vehicles can be helpful, but there's a lot more planning that needs to take place with a lump sum rather than taking the pension or annuity over time. We can help you calculate which is better, which can provide an income stream, uh, in fact, whether you do a lump sum or not. So now it's more important than ever for pre-retirees and retirees to be proactive, not reactive, proactive and build a game plan uh, for your retirement. Unfortunately, we find this not always to be the case. In, in fact, according to GoBankingRates.com, a study they made, 42% of workers surveyed had less than 10000 saved toward retirement. Oh, boy. That's like a rainy day fund. Yes. Now, it gets even worse because when you extend that to just the baby boomers, which, by the way, the boomer market is the age 55-plus demographic. So think about your age between 55 and 70 maybe 72, that's the baby boomers, all right? So age 55-plus, one-third of the boomers out there, again, have less than 10000 saved in their retirement plans. That simply is not enough for retirement, which is why when you survey many of these same people, they're saying, I'm never going to be able to afford to retire. And if you have less than 10000 saved for retirement, well, unfortunately, you might be right it might seem like you can never retire. It also depends upon the lifestyle you're wanting to fund when you reach those so-called golden years. But once again, that's the primary problem is people have not quite or, or maybe at all saved for retirement. Now, if you are fortunate enough to have a pension or maybe even a pension buyout option, and, and once again, these things are kind of going the way the dodo bird as far as the extinction is concerned, Fewer than one in seven people today have access to a pension. So you're looking at around 12 to 14 percent have a pension and the other 86 to 88 percent do not. Now, what does this mean, though, if you have a pension? That means that you might get an annuitized version of retirement where the company essentially is buying you an annuity. And then you're getting a payout either on your single life or if you're married, maybe your joint lives combined, your husband, you know, wife team there. The question is, if you're having a joint payout option, is it a hundred percent benefit to the survivor or is it a 75% benefit? Zero. Is it 50%? And if you take your single life only, that means that the surviving spouse would get zero. And how well managed and secure is your pension? Yes. Another risk factor, how sound financially is your company? Now, if the here's the good news about this and also the bad news at the same time. So if your company does have problems financially where they wind up having to have the government take over their pension plan, then you will still receive payments. Maybe reduced. But they will be reduced. <laughs> How much will they be reduced? Maybe 20, 30, 40 percent. That's a pretty big haircut. So if you're planning on a let's just say two thousand a month pension and suddenly you have a 25% reduction. You're getting, you know, three-fourths of what you used to get. That 2000 is now more like 1500 You know, that's what we're talking about as far as how well have you planned for some of these different events should those actually occur. And that might be a good reason or part of the factoring in of why you should take a lump sum and take control of your pension money. 
But the other part of the equation is for those who have eligibility for Social Security, well, this is where you start looking at how do we max out either me, we collectively, individually, max out the Social Security benefits. So if you're looking at, well, I've worked all of my adult life, but maybe my wife has not, or turn that around, the wife has worked and the husband has not, or the husband has earned a little bit less than what the wife has earned. Now you look at, well, how do we maximize the Social Security benefits? Used to be they had something called file and suspend, where it was really easy to really, really turbocharge your Social Security. That went away a couple years back. Then they had the restricted application. In essence, that's gone. And now, as of this month, that one's also gone. So that's the bad news, but here's the good news. Just because those two strategies are switch gone, strategies. the switch strategies are gone, does not mean that spousal planning right. options don't still exist, because they do. Sometimes there's great ways to maximize the, the worker benefits plus the spousal benefits, and then keep in mind how that affects the survivor benefits, too. But then there's also the child benefits, the dependent parent benefits, so what we call the family benefits. There's many different things that we can help with, so that's our call to action is if you need help or if you want help with your Social Security, call us, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent with a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And when you come in to visit, I call them 513-575-9654. Leave your wallet, purse, and checkbook at home. Do bring your driver's license if you're driving, though. And we're going to meet on a complimentary basis as many times as necessary. Usually it takes a couple visits, maybe three, to see if we want to do business together, both on your end and our end. And uh, we'll complete a personalized income plan that's holistic, that includes all parts of the retirement process. We have multiple locations for your convenience. Even meet you in your home if you're not very mobile. Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the river in beautiful Florence, Kentucky. Imagine this, folks. You're going to meet one or all three of the investment advisors that you make a connection with over the weeks, months, and years, doing radio now for going on 10 years. So we've built up a big client base. So you're going to meet one or all three of us, Barry, James, or, or Greg. And if you're not going longer with a company, but your money still is in some form of company plan, TSP, 401k, 403b, we can help you roll that out. Take control. Invest it how you want to. Have control of it. Uh, we can help you with that, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. We have our podcast on there. If you can't make the show some Sunday, jump on there and listen to our podcast. Team at brownfinancialadvisors.com is our email. Please give us a call or send over an email. We'll answer everyone. And call the studio right now. you got a few minutes left, 513-749-5500. James, where were we? Well, we left off on people not saving enough for retirement. So now let's talk about why that is. So uh, Barry, what one. are the reasons why? Reason number one. I hear this a lot. And some family members tell me this. I don't have, make enough money to save. I say baloney. 
the average American under 65 earns 46409 per year, according to a certain study, which means they're likely not going to max out the 401K, 403B. And James is going to talk about the, uh, the numbers here. They're going up uh, next year. However, it doesn't mean you can't save out of sight, out of mind, even if it's a very small amount. Think about it this way. If you set aside just $100 a month, that's less than 3% of the average worker salary, over a 40-year period it grows at an average of 7% annually, which if it's an aggressive, it's very reasonable, you would accumulate over that period $240,000. I know inflation's got to be filtered in, but still, $240,000. Now, if you double that to 200 a month, which most people should be able to save somehow, out of sight, out of mind, that would equate to approximately 480 double that. Uh, these numbers go even higher if you include a potential employer match. If, you, if your employer matches and you're not in your 401K, that's, just, that's a mortal sin in my opinion. That's free money. So you need to do that. So the problem we see in many individuals, they get discouraged with savings or retirement because they feel small contributions won't make a difference. That's not true. It does. But if you save and invest steadily over time, it will make a big difference. James, throw out some numbers on 401Ks and 403Bs. Okay. Now, keep in mind the first set of numbers, these are what's called elective deferrals. So elective, if you're trying to remember what does elective means, elective means you. That means you are making contributions to your retirement plans. So for 2019, there's still time. You can still contribute. (laughs) That's right. That number is 19,000 if you're under age 50. That's the max. And another 6000 for the catch-up contribution if you're age 50 plus. In 2020, those numbers go up by $500 each. So that means 19500 $19, is the under age 50 max. 6500 is your catch-up contribution max. So a grand total of 25000 in 2019, 26000 in 2020. Now there's also the overall number. So think about this. When we said the elective, meaning you, you can make as much as your your contribution max, which is 25000 in 2019, 26000 in 2020. Overall means once you add in your elective plus the non-elective plus the employer match, those numbers are, are you ready, 57000 Wow. Going up to sixty three five if you're talking about the over age 50 during the year 2020. That's quite a bit that you can put into retirement accounts, right? If you, if you have the salary On a year-to-year basis, and we're talking about the 401Ks, 403Bs, and other types of plans such as that, here's a nice little kicker with those who are in 457 plans, which is to say government-type plans. You can actually do both. You can do, and it's, this, it's amazing how much you can put into these different types of plans. Now, let's talk about the IRAs. IRAs, this is where you start privatizing and you individually invest, hence the I for the individual for the IRA. Those numbers are 6000 and then 7000 If you're under age 50, 6000 is your match. Over age 50, 7000 is your max. Now, we also hear many times people asking, well, should I do traditional contributions or should we do Roth contributions? And sometimes maybe the best way of phrasing this is when you say, well, if I'm doing Roth contributions, it's almost like paying taxes on the seeds versus the harvest. 
combination would be nice. Now, here's here's the point about that, too. When you say, well, how much time is on your side? That's right. So how far away is your harvest? One thing that you should always keep in mind with the Roth is that you have a five-year seasoning rule, which means you have to have the monies in the account at least for five years. Five tax years, by the way, is not necessarily five calendar years. But I digress. The point is that you need to have at least a five-year period of time for the monies to properly season inside of a Roth account. Now, if that's your time horizon, you're only going to have monies for five years in your accounts. That's probably not enough time for the so-called harvest to have any type of, of appreciable growth to make the Roth really that much of a benefit to you or to your family. So it might not make sense to do yes. a Roth. And then the other part is how much do you need the tax deduction now versus how much would you enjoy the tax-free benefits later? Are so, taxes going to go up or down? Well, that's another good question, too, right? Who's going to win next year? What are the yeah. taxes going to be like after that? Sometimes when you say, well, I've made plans for what the current tax rates are, <laughs> have I made plans for what the proposed future tax rates Which are? Which you don't know. <laughs> that's Let's scary, not get political. That's a scary thought. All right, we're, gonna, yeah, we're not going to talk about that just <laughs> now. So here's the point. If you're in a fairly high tax bracket now, and your projected tax rates upon retirement are going to be significantly lower, remember, projected doesn't mean necessarily they will be, then maybe you need the tax breaks now, which is to say contribute to a traditional account, whether it be a 401k, 403b, or even the IRA. That's when you start making those decisions about, do I even have the possibility of doing a tax deduction now, or should I do the tax-free later? That's very much not only an investment decision to make, but every bit as a tax discussion to be had as well. So if you're wondering, what should I do? What should we do? That's when you call us, Brown Financial Advisors, and we'll help you with this type of analysis. Sometimes it's, it's well, how do I transition from traditional to Roth? I want to start converting our monies from traditional to Roth. How much can I afford to do now? How much can I afford to do later? Once again, those are things that we can help with is the tax analysis, the Roth conversion strategies, all that and more. Again, our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. But stay tuned, you're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Worth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And you know, we're an independent investment advisory firm with a fiduciary responsibility with, to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. So give us a call at 513-575-9654 and, and set up a meeting. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour uh, just to find out a little bit about you. You find out about us. We develop a plan, a holistic plan, and see where this might go. We have multiple locations for your convenience, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the river in Florence, Kentucky. We can help you roll out that 401K, 403B if you're no longer employed. And even if you are employed, you can do what's called an in-service rollover, take control of a portion of it while you're still working, and still contribute to the plan and keep it going. 
uh, just to get it out of there and invest it differently. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Shoot us over an email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. James? All right. Well, going back into the I don't make enough money to save, which, which is why we don't invest in the retirement plans, here's some reminders. Pay yourself first. So what that means is that should be the first thing that is what I'm going to do versus what I want to do. So what I have to do or what the mindset is, you should always contribute to your plan, especially, especially if there's an employer match. And then cut back a little bit on the discretionary spending if there's maybe some budgetary problems. But nevertheless, that's the first rule of thumb is pay yourself first. Now, another big reason why people tend to not save enough for retirement. This one seems unbelievable, but still on the list, which is they don't think that they need retirement savings. Seems ridiculous. There's there's a certain mindset when people start drawing Social Security that that's going to be somehow enough. Either they think they're going to uh, work forever or they're going to die young and not need it. But anyway. Well, I think, I think there's a tendency to overestimate how much they're going to be receiving from Social Security. Well, that too. Yes. Now, some of the reasons why people get kind of offset on their Social Security is because the government thinks that there are certain types of retirement plans that would be the same as basically double dipping. So depending upon what type of job you've had in your working years, there might be what's called the government pension offset or the windfall elimination provision. Either one or both of them could apply to your situation, which might be why you don't get as much from Social Security as what you might otherwise have projected or forecast. So bottom line, do not rely on Social Security to be your primary or even your only source of income in retirement. Barry? Okay, then uh, prioritizing paying down debt. Now, uh, paying down debt is great, but don't, uh, don't get us wrong about that, especially if you have high interest payments like credit cards. Get rid of those if you possibly can. However, we don't encourage you to let your retirement savings fall by the wayside because you're fo- focused on paying off your debt. You know, a balanced attack would be good. And if you have a low-interest mortgage or something uh, of 2.9, 3.5, yeah, m- maybe, maybe you don't get aggressive on that and, and be aggressive on your retirement. But don't ignore your nest egg. Eventually, you're going to, depending on your age, you're going to wipe out your debt, I hope, before you retire. Not everybody does that. But find middle ground. And continue to pay off debt as you can. It is a cost of money issue. So if you have a, like Barry said, a low interest rate on your mortgage, for example, then it's not a bad thing to carry debt into retirement. Now, it's also not a bad thing to ever be completely debt free. That actually is a great thing. And it's a great feeling, too, when you finally paid off that mortgage. It's less money you need from your nest egg in retirement. But the concept of doing an arbitrage. For example, if you have a 4% rate of interest on your mortgage, you're paying out 4%, and you can take those same dollars and invest at 6 to 7 or even 8%, then you win the game of arbitrage. That's many times how you leverage other people's monies to then make more money on your own. Now, another reason why people don't save enough for retirement is when their jobs don't offer retirement plans. And yes, that's actually a pretty sizable problem because over 20% of the workforce, they don't have access to an employer-based plan. There's no 401k, there's no 403b, or other type of employer-sponsored plan. That's where the government allows you, basically, 
to do IRA contributions that are almost unlimited as far as being able to also take a tax deduction if you're contributing to your IRA. So if you've done your own taxes, you might know this already, is that depending upon your level of income and if you're covered by a workplace plan, then there's a whole lot less income that you can make and still take a tax-deductible contribution to your IRA. Now we're getting into the weeds of, well, should I do traditional versus Roth? But once again, that's a tax discussion. But I will say this, conceptually speaking, if you're looking at a traditional IRA, if you're going to contribute to your traditional IRA, the only reason why that makes sense pretty much is if you can get a tax deduction for it. And if you can't get a tax deduction for it, then you should consider doing the Roth contribution. So, Barry, right. what's the next one? Okay, uh, this one kind of shirt tails off of reason number one, which is I don't have enough money. I'm already struggling to pay my bills. Many workers today live paycheck to potato. We know that. About many times that is because of low earnings. It can also be because you're spending too much or maybe a combination. Before you convince yourself that there's no room for you to budget any kind of retirement savings, think about sacrificing, cutting some costs out of your daily life that you don't really need. You know, what unnecessary costs are you currently paying for? I mean, you can make some sacrifices for your future. Uh, now, here's another one. It's maybe not be so popular as finding a side job to help with, with your retirement. So I know it's not the most attractive thing, but you might have to do it if you're thinking about the future. So taking action so you can benefit you and your family in the future. So something else that we try to convey as much as we possibly can is about people that are transitioning from one phase to the next. And when you're looking at how do I assess or how do we assess our current situation and how do we improve upon that? When you're transitioning to either the, I'm going to privatize my investments or our investments, start with, do you have a plan? And if you don't have a plan, well, that's once again, where we can help as far as, well, yes, let's start with the analogy of if you don't have a plan, the failure to plan is a plan to fail. All adages aside, the planning process is what we specialize in. So whether it's investment planning, retirement planning, income planning, social security planning, all those things, tax planning, estate planning, we can help with. So when we say assessing your current situation, let's start with the investment accounts. Looking at what are your fees. Now, sometimes that's not so easy to uncover because there's all sorts of what look like hidden fees in your portfolios. Once again, we can help with helping you uncover what those hidden fees actually represent. So, for example, when you have, you know, we see this a lot, people investing in mutual funds. Yep. And then they have a number of different mutual funds. And then they start looking at, well, how do I know what I'm really paying I have the investment advisory fees, but also might have these fees inside the mutual funds. And you have redundancies, which adds to your fees. You may not recognize them just yet, but when you come see us and we give you our portfolio analysis report based on your portfolio. We look under that hood. Yes, we pop the hood, see what's underneath, and see what you have for redundancies, overlaps, and inefficiencies in your portfolios. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513 575 9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Absolutely. Now, on behalf of Greg Brown, James Borth, and myself, the Kentuckian Barry Parnell, 
Thank you all for listening today. Have a great week, and remember this, folks. Sound money. Well, good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. We're